Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, LLC. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery program, and I don't claim to speak for any 12-step fellowship. My hope is that you will find my words helpful in some way, whether you're in recovery or not. This is episode 117, how to stop creating the opposite of what you want to get the life you do want. If you're a fan of this podcast and want to support it, please check me out on Patreon. If you're not familiar, Patreon is a platform created by creators for creators that allows them to be supported and rewarded for their work by their fans and followers. You can find me at patreon.com slash higherpowercoaching. I'm going to talk today about a concept that I first learned in recovery by doing the fourth step inventory in the traditional AA big book way. And that is, we have these God-given instincts that we were born with. They're natural and they're supposed to be there. But what happens for many of us is that they get distorted and out of proportion. When that happens, we act out of our defects of character or what are also called our defenses of character. The result when we're acting out of our defenses of character is that we go after something, but we end up getting the opposite of what we want. The original example that was given to me when I first heard this was your reputation. Let's say you want to have a good reputation, which who doesn't, right? But in order to enhance your reputation because you care so much what other people think about you, you lie, you make stuff up, and or you embellish the truth to make yourself look better. Meanwhile, by being dishonest and embellishing, you actually ruin your reputation, or at least you harm it. The very thing you were trying to enhance, you ruin it. You lose your good reputation because you lie and embellish. So let's unpack this. If you stop doing things to get a good reputation and instead build a good reputation, you'll achieve your goal of having a good reputation. So what do I mean by build a good reputation? It means do good things. Be honest and kind. Do what you say you're going to do. Follow through. Don't talk about people behind their backs. In other words, have some integrity. Speaking of this, I want to put a pin in that for a moment and take a little tangent. It's about the topic of caring more about what others think of you than your own opinion of you. I learned well before recovery from a guy who was in AA that was in a spiritual sharing circle of mine that it's none of my business what other people think of me. And I remember when he first said that, I was like, what? I was just aghast at hearing that. I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? And every time I ever thought about it for probably 15 years, I just couldn't wrap my mind around that because I was so focused on what other people thought of me. And then when I got into recovery, I heard a speaker at a workshop say, it's none of my business what other people think of me. What is my business is what I think of me. And I was like, oh, okay. That changed everything for me. And that, my friends, has literally been the key to me being able to set 
healthy boundaries and change all kinds of other behaviors that I've changed in recovery. I was so focused on what other people thought of me, I lost sight of what I thought of me. And so I ruined my reputation. All right, so back to the topic at hand. I'm going to talk about how we try to get something we want and end up getting the opposite of that. I learned that concept and the example I just gave you. And what I've been observing in the course of my own recovery and what I see from others in recovery and from my clients is that this is something that happens with others and with things other than reputation. So another example that I'm going to use is fear of abandonment. Many of us don't want to be abandoned by other people. And I'm talking primarily about emotional abandonment here now that we're adults. What we do if our primary concern is to not be abandoned by other people is we do things like cling and grasp onto other people, or we do only what they want and need and like, and we push aside all of our own preferences, etc. And what happens as a result of that is we abandon ourselves. And they're not actually there for the literal you because you don't know who you really are. So they can't know who you really are. You're abandoned in that relationship because you're not really there. And I do have a whole nother podcast on that issue. It's number 109 called Stop Abandoning Yourself so you can get over your fear of abandonment. So I'm not going to go into that Uh, in a great level of detail here. But the idea is the very thing we're trying to avoid, abandonment, is the very thing we create. Now, I have another example as well, and I'm going to go through that, and then I'm going to talk about how to stop doing this. So here's the next example. Let's say you want people to like you or at least think good things of you. And maybe you bend over backwards for these other people. You say yes to things you don't really want to say yes to. You act like you like things that you don't. That is, you're a people pleaser. Some people are going to seem like they like you. But the reality is they don't know the actual you. So they don't like the actual you. They don't think good things of you because they don't know who you really are because you're fake in the funk. People pleasing is dishonest and manipulative. And as I'm saying this, I'm realizing this is essentially the same as a reputation. So maybe I only have two examples here rather than three. But in any case, the pattern holds, which is that we often have a goal of something we don't want, and we end up creating the very thing we don't want. So here's the key to stopping that pattern. Instead of going after what you don't like or want, which is maybe a bad reputation or abandonment, go after what you actually do want. In other words, keep the focus on you and what you want. What interests you? What do you truly enjoy doing? Who makes you comfortable and is an absolute joy to be with? What do you actually want to be like rather than what do you want to be perceived as? So it's about being like something, not being perceived as something. In other words, the focus is on you. If you are good and kind, you will ultimately be thought of as a good and kind person. That means you do good and kind things and you do them because 
they're good and kind, not because you want to be perceived as good and kind. What will happen if you act in alignment with the ways that you want to be in the world is you'll start to like yourself, to feel better about yourself. And when you like yourself and you feel good about yourself, other people will be much more likely to like you as well. It's a lot of work to be in relationship with somebody who doesn't like themselves. You have to constantly reassure them and shore up their ego. It's draining. But you know who's really enjoyable to be around? People who like themselves. They're not insecure. They're not constantly needing validation from other people. And it's also enjoyable to be around people who tell the truth because you're clear who they are. You know who you're getting. And I bet you know where I'm going with this, which was not my intention when I started this recording, but here it is. One of the ways that we figure out how we want to live, who we want to be, is to build healthy boundaries. And that's because your boundaries defined, define where you end and others begin. They define the edges or the boundaries of you. In the process of setting boundaries, I learned, oh, wait, I like these things. So I'm going to actually tell people I like these things. For example, yeah, I don't really want to get Chinese food. It's okay, but I don't really like it. I'm never going to choose Chinese food. I'd rather get Mexican or Thai or vegetarian. Chinese food is just not my thing. And I had to figure that out for myself first. And when I figured out what I like, I can then articulate that to other people. So this is just one of the many examples in my life where I realized, holy shit, I'm not really that into rock and roll. I like dance music and pop music and indie rock. I like ornate furniture. I don't like plain furniture. I don't like modern style or country style. I like traditional style things. But it was a journey for me to be able to figure out all of those things. And not only do I get to experience and create my own authenticity and have people know who I really am because I know who I really am and I'm sharing who I really am with them, I also get to really enjoy my life because I don't eat cuisine I don't like. I don't go to functions I don't like. I don't watch sports because I don't give a shit about them. I have a home in which I have furniture, which is just my style. But it was a process for me to discern what my style is. When I was looking for a couch about 12 years ago, I realized, oh my God, I really like ornate things. And it was almost like this identity crisis for me because I'm a pretty casual person. So I had a hard time reconciling, why does this casual person like really fancy looking shit? And I finally was like, you know what? Fuck it. I love this couch. And here's what happened as a result of me having having this fabulous couch in my home. I have raised the bar of what is standard in my home. I still absolutely love the couch, but I don't go walking around going, oh my God, I love this couch. I love this couch. It's just part of the standard operating procedure of my home, which is that I love my stuff and I love my home. I'm not sitting around with piles of clutter in my home with end tables I hate and a coffee table I hate and other furniture that I hate, which is how I lived much of my life. Now I realize that the process of figuring out what I like and don't like and then living that way is the process of building healthy boundaries, which help us get to our authentic 
self, then live our lives in accordance with our authentic selves. And if you want help with doing that, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at barb at higherpowercc.com. But to close the loop on all of this, what I'm saying is in order to get what you really want out of your life, you have to be real. You have to be willing to investigate what you want. And then you have to actually communicate that other, to other people, which means you have to learn to keep the focus on yourself. That's it for today. If you've been finding this podcast helpful, please consider a donation to ensure I can continue. To choose the level of support that feels right to you, go to patreon.com slash higherpowercoaching. Please also review it on Apple Podcasts, like and subscribe to it on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd really appreciate it and it helps others to find the podcast. Now, if someone in particular came to mind when you listen to this episode, please share it with them. And don't forget, I'm on Instagram at Higher Power Coaching. I run group and private coaching programs on creating healthy boundaries. And if that sounds like something that would interest you, head on over to barbchat.net where you can get on my calendar for a free 30-minute better boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, then go to barbchat.net and get on my calendar. My goal with all of my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening. 